and welcome to Can I Speak to Your Manager, which is a show where we take a deep dive into the wild west of customer service. I'm Seb, that's Liam, and today we are joined by David Correos. Hello. 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 No one can see me lift my hands up, but know that I did it. I I make that mistake all the time. I forget that this is an audio medium. An out of control train is how I feel about every episode of this show. Um, yeah, we, we've, we've had, had a lot of episodes where we've been barely hanging on, yeah, so it's fine. fine. It's That's the, the energy, energy of this show. <laughs> I think whether we like it or not, it translates to whoever's joining us, so sorry about that in advance. Um, <laughs> no, I love it. I, I am the coins that you're going to throw on the train tracks, and we're just going to derail this shit. I'm into it. Hard. Is, could you, can you do that? Can you derail a train I with don't... coins? I've heard this before, but I don't know if that's true. I'm going off a myth and legend, guys. Look, I'm very shallow. All of my facts are going to be very shallow. It's like a balloon. The moment you put something near it, I'll pop. I'll pop straight away. um, That's going to be a fuck-off coin to do that, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. I don't know what... I mean, I'm trying to think of what I would use to derail a train, which I probably shouldn't commit to an audio medium if people ever need to, like, you know, hold it up in court or whatever. But um, I think I'd probably choose something bigger. To be honest, we're probably yeah, yeah. making more mess, unfortunately. Yeah, maybe that's a maybe that's a new segment for us. How would you derail a train? <laughs> okay, here's my pitch. You got you get two crowbars. You get two crowbars. A couple of uh, what are those wire the wire the wire things that people use to like connect people? What are they? What are they called? The, the, the oh, the zip ties. Oh right, zip ties. Some zip ties. Zip ties. Some crowbars to the edges of them i think that'll mm. jump it'll make the plane it'll make the train jump mm. and then fall off mm. i think you've thought about that a little bit too much mate if i'm being honest <laughs> it's came in locked and loaded i think <laughs> it's week 10 lockdown guys <laughs> you guys you guys know the feeling oh, yeah, yeah. Like... well i mean at least your government still cares ours have given up no one does anything anymore <laughs> that's true although did our government do anything uh, to begin with no Everyone's just coughing into each other's mouths now. Yeah. Right? It's awful. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, what it was like, like secret meetups was like a big thing. Oh yeah, man. Mm. Uh, in the UK. Yeah, big time. Under the cover of night, you stick to the shadows. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Always behind a tree. You can't put on an open road. You make sure that there's like floor that we can hide behind. I don't know, it's it's quite. I don't know. It's it's been a thing ever since I was a child. That the, the what you go and do is you go and hang out with your friends, like by a tree just feels right what the fuck Seb what <laughs> look I didn't grow up in a city what do you do you go and sit by a tree that's what you do with I your friends know. when you're I, a you, kid. you can't just confidently say that yeah. like that's a thing Liam did you not go and just sit by a tree with your friends no oh it's called a hat, Sim. It's called a hat. You can wear hats. You won't get sunburned, and you can you don't have to stick to like a shady area. You can like go to wherever you want. Just the trees, like it's it's their company, you know. Oh, oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's Is it? Beautiful. I thought it was kind of sad. But that's fine. <laughs> yeah, little do you know. I, when I refer to my friends, I'm just talking about the trees. Um, <laughs> like I just go and I carve little faces into them, and I have chats to them. Um, honestly, knowing what I know about you as a kid, mate, that just honestly wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. No, that's reasonable. Um, anyway. So, so what, are you, what, are you, 
before, before okay before we move no, on please. now i'm interested i so you didn't live in a city so all i've got now in my head is farm or su- suburbs suburban area which where are you like are you the middle are you in the midlands are you in the the so, uh, we're like south east so yeah. it's all it's, it's all farmland it's, it's all flat farmland. as fuck around here oh it's very similar to where i grew up i grew up in christchurch mm. and that also was just very flat farmland mm. as well so i get it i get it this, country bumping. this is the thing <laughs> like it's the flattest place here it's basically the flattest mm. part of the country um it's mm. just like terrible for funny... skaters mm. <laughs> yeah and the most funny trying to convince a farmer there's a crop circle that you made <laughs> oh no my, my favorite thing was just stealing the vegetables oh <laughs> Have you you've never yeah. eaten corn straight off the straight off the stem? It's like white and sweet. Oh, Jesus, it's good. It's good, man. <laughs> I'm siding with I'm siding with Liam. This, this sounds like this sounds like a, a pitch for at, at an airport. Hey, yeah. you could fly a plane or you could catch this bus to the farmlands. Have you guys ever eaten a piece of corn? Yeah. It's good. straight off the cob. You just sat at this Dickensian child that was just hanging out with trees and eating off the land. A little piece of wheat hanging off the mouth and a straw hat. Honestly, I'm a tree. I'll try. I could try and find a picture, but I did have a straw hat. Wow. <laughs> Please tell me it was a straw fedora. That would make everything ten times better. No, it was. It was quite wide brimmed. It was the sort of hat you see like old women wearing, um, in the summer. Wow. Even better, yeah. actually. Um, but I uh. I was in. I was introduced to hats when I properly, not like for the first time, <laughs> but I was introduced to like wide hats properly for the first time when I visited uh, family in New Zealand because it was hotter than anything I'd ever experienced before. What what, what part of New Zealand did you go to? Uh, quite a lot of it. I was like ten, so I'm dr- I'm I'm digging mm-hmm. up some memories. But I think it was like we were near the coast somewhere, which doesn't help probably. Yeah. There's, yeah, a, there's yeah. a lot of coast. Um, and we yeah, were a short drive away from a place called Rotorua, which is where they oh! wanted to show us because it was cool. You were in the Coromandel? That sounds right. That sounds, that rings a bell. Yeah. Um, but we, they, yeah, they the lived in Napier um, mm-hmm. and then moved to Wellington and now they live in Christchurch. Um, oh, like what? What an upgrade, and then a downgrade. But, <laughs> like, good on them. <laughs> they were like, what? They were like, Napier. We need an upgrade to Wellington. But you know what? Wellington was too good. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't fit in. <laughs> yeah, this probably makes no sense to both of you. But... <laughs> no, it's fine. We have friends in New Zealand. Yeah, it so happens. Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> we're uh, we're we have we're an international group of. Uh, I'm gonna call us a group of mystery, but that sounds too Scooby Doo. Um, <laughs> I did watch the live-action Scooby-Doo again the other day. Um, oh, the yeah, first which one? one? It's actually very good. Legit, I I signed up to a streaming service just so I could watch Scooby-Doo, the live-action movie. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and I watched, it like, I watched it like four weeks ago as well. It's so good. Yeah, did you man. watch it because you saw some YouTube video, like some YouTube essay? YouTube video we say they were like Scooby Doo was actually really good for its time. It convinced me. That's why I watched it. Was that was that a bread sword video? Where he watched Probably. all forty-four Scooby Doo movies. What the f- no? Okay. There's forty-four, there's 44 Scooby Doo movies. movies. Um, Not live action, right? No, no. There's three live action ones. Um, three. Yeah. What's the third one? There's the, so there's the one from like two two thousand two or something. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a James Gunn one, isn't there? Yes, that has. There's um, two James Gunn ones. Yes, so there's yeah. a sequel to that, and then there's a third one that came out like two years ago. Not related. It's completely different. It's not good. How did this wow. go under my radar? Uh, because I, I think it has a 13% that. score on Rotten Tomatoes. Jesus. 
I'm going to keep not knowing about it then. Yeah. Good. Thank you for that. You made me dodge a bullet. I thought the zombie island one, that's the next one that I really want to see. That. Yeah, apparently it was like, because I, again, I love watching video essays and that one was talking about how that was the first movie where the monsters were real and like it caused a lot of friction oh, really? within uh, Warner Brothers being like, no, Scooby-Doo's always about trying to fill it in, but they were like, no, we have to like revamp this and really go for yeah, it. Yeah, can't they always were, do the take the mask off. Yeah, not after you've done, what, 38 movies before that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. There's like, there's more Scooby-Doo movies than almost any other franchise. Um, man fuck fuck the mcu yeah like give do is the most successful franchise ever <laughs> probably not in terms of like earnings but that's beside the point did you see the thing going around recently of there were photos of the premiere like red carpet for those scooby-doo movies and everyone was like it feels like someone's missing and then just forgetting that scooby-doo isn't real and he's actually a cgi dog yeah, he's a dog man <laughs> No, I, uh... I got it. It happened to me. I was like, something's wrong about this. There's someone missing it. Because that was it was Matthew Lillard <laughs> as Shaggy, and that's where that's where the the, mm. the juice really comes in. Um, oh, of course. But um, that's like, man, it was it was very weird that there was just Sean Gunn in a green screen outfit the whole time. <laughs> no one pointed it out. It was so weird. That guy's just been through a lot, you know. Sean yeah. Gunn. <laughs> he, he gives me the look that he could play. I mean, I know that Macaulay Culkin is still alive, so that's kind of irrelevant. <laughs> what? <laughs> but um, he gives me the look of someone who would play the older, jaded version of Kevin McAllister from the Home Alone film. Mm. Yes. I, I want, totally see that. I want that sequel of that he's now like a twisted man because he got tortured by the bandits mm. when he was a kid, you know? Well, mm. he's, he's, give, he's chasing the high. <laughs> yeah, give me yeah. The, jo- the Joker of Home Alone movies. Yeah, yeah. No one, no, nothing else in his life has ever, has ever given him that amount of adrenaline. And like, he's been chasing it for 25 years now and he realises the only way he could do that is probably by trying to find the original wet bandits and kill them with a gun. Um, well, let's not lie. <laughs> Kevin is the is the villain of that movie. That's a horror film, and Kevin is the villain because that kid could have called the police any fucking time he wanted to. <laughs> That's, That's true. the normal response. But he was I've like, been... "No, I'm going to throw paint cans into this motherfucker's head." <laughs> I've been watching. Um, I'm trying to write a horror a horror show at the mm. moment. Oh, nice! And I'm watching a lot of horror movies, and I've come to realize that um, death in Final Destination is just Kevin McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the most convoluted ways of dying and they're all like pretty like i would love to go any way that you get on fun because it's yeah. quick you know it's it quick like maybe getting getting sizzled in a tanning bed is probably the only one i'm not about mm. but like dallas buyers club was a worse version of final destination <laughs> like, that's the worst that's the worst final destination because that kind of died slowly real slow <laughs> real slow yeah it's not like to be fair i i didn't really watch those movies that much but they have still scarred me to the point i cannot drive behind a truck that has logs on the back right a, yeah, i can't do it it fucking skews me out i have to get around it straight away and it wasn't like it wasn't even like a movie that was like super like critically acclaimed no. it just managed to get into it like i, I blame blockbuster mm. like mm. always having it in the new release area and every kid must have just like had to watch it it's our jaws it's our generation's jaws yeah it is we got they had sharks now we got log trucks what's next <laughs> you know Sharks on the back of a log truck. I'm, I, I can always guarantee you that there's somewhere, 
Because how many like Final Destination scary movie like those films that do comp, you know convoluted deaths guarantee you there was like we're transporting sharks to the aquarium um, or whatever and like one of them cracks and then a shark. I was watching uh, the Tin Tin movie. Jesus, why are you why are you doing this? Because it's great. So shut up. Um, and uh, there is a moment where they're all asleep and a shark is asleep in one of their bunk beds, but that is a comedy for children, so it is a different kind of vibe. Um, but, uh, but David, speaking of um, that you've been trying to write some horror sketches at the moment, mm. what did you used to do? Um, have you had any particular jobs in your past that you feel have shaped you as a person? Um. Oh, dude, the reason I started smoking marijuana is because I was a debt collector for about two years and it wasn't even like the fun part it's not like the knocking on doors i was the scumbag that would ring you up Mm. and tell you hey you owe five thousand dollars worth of debt for your credit card or for your telecom telecom bill or your vodafone bill and it was like yeah Oh my god! So yeah, that was that was pretty rough. And I remember on my first day. Oh no, I think it was my second day there. The guy I called up a guy and he just blew out hard at me. He was like, "You oh, fuck. fucking piece of shit! <laughs> Try, you sitting there with your fucking pen and paper trying to take money out of my fucking kids' mouths?" You, and I was like, "Sir, we got computers now. It's, it's 2016. I don't who, who's using pen and paper." And because like. Oh, you know a job's bad when it's being highlighted on John Oliver. <laughs> is that uh, so? Is that the Jesus, <laughs> that was yeah. That was oh, that was that was like three years later. But I knew it was bad because um, it wasn't even like debt collectors. It wasn't the first. It wasn't the first stage of debt. Oh, right. So the debt at this point had already is has been bought mm, from other companies. Right. Yeah. So you buy like so you would buy like maybe like a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. And it would cost the company maybe like a grand to buy. And then it's up to you to try yeah, figure that's out. So fucked, man. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to Super buy that. Fucked. Did you ever try a type five on people, you know, try and keep it uh, <laughs> keep it light. <laughs> keep it fresh, keep it light. <laughs> Break down the defenses. Yo, have, you, have, have you seen Final Destination? That movie's <laughs> fucked. But not as fucked as your credit card debt, bro. Can we start a payment plan of like twenty bucks a week at least, please? <laughs> Just help me out with it. I um I I I hated the job so much. Um so it was like so for a while it was incentivized. And this is like this is super scummy and I and I can't believe I'm saying this. But um they used to put like a so if a debt is over seven years old in New Zealand, you can't if it hasn't been acknowledged at all. It gets you can't take that debt to court, right? Mm. So you can actually get away with it, and you can tell a person, Mad. "Fuck off." By the way, I'm not a financial person. This is this is not true. <laughs> this is not uh, advice. I'm just I'm just, yeah. It's not advice. I'm just fucking. I'm riffing. I'm riffing. You know, I'm doing a new type five on debt, right? So this is what I think I would do, right? So what our company would do is if we had all of these old debts that were like kind of borderline that time, like seven eight years you would get a 50% incentive off the debt that you claimed Mad. because it's so hard to convince. Mad. So you have to play it like, because the moment they acknowledge it, the seven years restarts again. 
Right. So you have to wait. So you so just don't don't acknowledge it. Again, <laughs> not a financial person. <laughs> I have no recollection of any of this shit. But apparently, well, it right, still seems like it's a nicer there. system. Like we have a fucking show here called "Can't Pay Him or Take It Away," yeah. where you watch bailiffs fucking ruin people's lives on TV. <laughs> Fuck it. They even, like they <laughs> the they, they turn up at the door like with a camera crew. Um, there, so there was a epic. there was a time in the house that me and Liam were living in at uni. Our landlord was a complete scumbag. For all sorts oh, of yeah. reasons, yeah. But, I mean, as they mm-hmm. tend to be. Also, a massive fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, huge it, idiot. It, uh, I had like lo- this a bunch of like rock wall, like loft insulation to make like acoustic panels out of. Mm-hmm. And he, t- I asked if I could put it in the loft because it's not great to have them in my room and breathe them in. And he said mm-hmm. uh, it would be a fire hazard to put the loft insulation in the loft. So instead, put it in a cardboard box under an open fuse box. Oh, <laughs> this this was also the the landlord that nearly set fire to the house, but that's beside the point. Um, I remember one time he came because he, of course, came to collect renting cash in a duffel bag because that's what smart businessmen do. Um, <laughs> but uh, I remember one time was it a there was a there was a is it bailiffs next door or something? And were they part of yeah. the show? Because I do remember them having cameras, and he saw them out of the front window and went, "I can't go out there." Um, <laughs> And like left through the back, like real sketchy. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah I think he was he was probably very aware of uh, the bailiff sort of situation. He was just a weird dude. Jesus. Yeah, so he Jesus. had I think eight houses, and would go around once a month with a black duffel bag and just collect all the rent and cash. Each of the houses um, probably had minimum six people in, all paying like five hundred quid a month. Um, and then I'd ask him like, so why can't we transfer your money? This seems like shifty as fuck. And he just like clicks into this spiel of like, well, you know, like if, if I've got direct debits and if someone doesn't pay me, then it gets like a black mark on my account. It's like just talking out of his fucking ass the whole time. And he's like, trust me, I'll go straight to the bank and, and, I, and I cash it straight away. I'm like, do you fuck, mate? Let's go straight how, under your mattress. How far society has fallen knowing that the term lords, you know, you associate that with <laughs> yeah. like regal people, money, right? Now we just got cunts with duffel bags <laughs> trying to collect. Like how far society has fallen. Yeah, I mate. hate it. I know, but <sighs> fucking get rid of the royal family. Get rid of them all, mate. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, mate. I do not agree with any of this. Hey, I love, <laughs> I love the UK. I love Strongbow. <laughs> I love Strongbow! Wildberry Strongbow! Walnut Whip! I love it! Give me a Nando's! God, I've not had a Walnut Whip since I was maybe seven years old. <laughs> I just saw, like, your third eye open there, mate, as your memory came back. Yeah, it's, it was... <laughs> it's a transformative experience. You you go, and, you go and sit with your friends, the trees, and you eat a Walnut Whip together. And you show them the nut, and you say, this could have been yours. Um, <laughs> I don't think I grew up. <laughs> no walnut trees, but you know, beside the point. I don't like the idea of you showing someone your nut. <laughs> uh, could you explain that to me? What, showing someone your nut? Yeah, I don't get why it's funny. Shut up, you fucking animal. <laughs> um, so I've got, I've got a couple of submissions here. Incredible, please. Um, bring one in. For the first one, I'm going to give you the option of either another one to do with poop or uh, one from my brother in the tattoo industry. Oh, David, I'm going to let you choose this one. Okay. Uh, I'm cause, Because I listened to the last episode, I know Seb is sick of poop, so I will take the poop hit. I'll take the poop hit. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Nice. That's brave. Right. Let's that's, go. That's, that's noble. Warning, warning, this is the poop alarm. 
We are about to talk about piss and shit until 24 minutes and 16 seconds. Thanks. So, I can't remember who sent this in, but it says, My boss was pretty tightly wrapped. One day I came into the restroom and she was in a stall smearing her poop on the floor. I recognized her rings. Uh, and she was muttering the whole time. When she finished, she cleaned up the worst of it off the floor, somehow got dressed with her shitty hands, got washed and went back to work like nothing happened. I can't even begin to piece together the reasoning <laughs> for that. Unless she had lost something by eating it. Oh, there's there's still better ways, mate, than just smearing all over the floor, making a, a collage of shit. David, you look fucking stunned, mate. What the? What the? Dad just went from zero to a hundred. So fucking quick. What the heck? Okay, let's break that down. So she She's must pretty have tightly had, wrapped. like, she would have had like a smell trail following her. Like, wouldn't wouldn't have people like noticed that she smelled poopy? Well, apparently she got washed. And then went back to work. So no, because I've no, I have accidentally, I've accidentally like fingered a bit too hard on a one ply, you know, and you get a little bit on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you wash, you you never you never do a wash, one wash, and then and then smell it, and it's never good. Like mm. it it link like it link. I always feel like I got like the kiss of shame on me it's a deep every time smell, I get poop yeah. on my fingers. She, that would have like gone into the crevices of her like finger fingerprints, filling mm. under the nails and everything. Unless this is like a weekly occurrence and she's got like a scrub routine that, that she knows <laughs> she's getting every fucking crevice. I don't give a fuck about the plastics in the ocean. This microbeads really gets the smell of feces out of my fingers. Is it the. I'm genuinely the only reason I can think that she. Okay, there are two reasons. One, which is maybe the most reasonable one, which is that she swallowed something and needed to find it again, like an important. You're giving her way too much credit, mate. Or. You know how people look for fortunes in tea leaves? Seb. <laughs> Seb, um, <laughs> you're looking in the past. You're looking in the past because that's already been processed. You would want to look at the food because it's oh, already yeah. the ablutions of someone. Mm, I hadn't considered I, that. <sighs> can you imagine like going into like paying for a fortune teller and then they just like squat down? Oh, God. <laughs> Well, I knew something was up when the fortune teller wanted to meet me in a porta potty. It's not gonna be good. Trying to do that in a porta potty would be a a, a, mm. a gymnastic experience. So I imagine like a genie type situation where the fortune teller comes out of the hole and the blue and the blue liquid. <laughs> oh Welcome. my god. And they would be so gross. Honestly, like I have such like bad experiences with fucking porta potties because of festivals, like <coughs> Red, excuse me, Reading Festival is literally just a trough um, with just holes. Um, so, and so, like, you can literally just see a sea of piss and shit down there. <sighs> and the worst part about it is if 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 you go like early in the morning when it's, for want of a better term, settled, uh, you can literally clock eyes with someone in the opposite stall. Because all the only light that's coming in is from like the toilet holes, so you can literally just like look in the water, and I can just see a dude walk in, clock eyes with me, and then just get his dick out in the reflection of the piss. It's an awful, awful experience. That's beautiful, man. 
You need to put a timestamp. You need to you need to put a timestamp <laughs> on this podcast after you've done this, Liam. I'm setting you a task, okay? okay. The task task for you is you 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 t- you you record saying, "Hey, there's a lot of poop chat. You want to skip it? <laughs> Go to this part of the thing." This is graphic, guys. This is why. This is why I try and avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay, I want to preface right. I don't speak about shit this much in my day to day life. There's something about this podcast that makes it come out. I'm not going to agree with that, mate. <laughs> I've known you for a decade. You do yeah? this a lot. Ah, uh, don't. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, <laughs> I'll move on. I've known, I've known you for 20 minutes, Liam, and I also do with it. <laughs> So okay. we've got the full spectrum. I need to change some fucking things about it. Yeah, but take a long, hard look at yourself in the reflections <laughs> next time, hey? Next. Right, I've got another one. We'll move on from the shit. Please. Uh, my brother sent me this last night. For context, my brother is a tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, a fellow once came into the shop uh, asking to speak to me about a tattoo. He pitched me a really awful description of what he wants. And in the end, he said, I'll just show you some photos on my phone that I saved. He proceeds to swipe through his phone pictures, angling his phone in my direction. He then... I'm going to apologise for this. He has used one of the worst words for a penis I can ever fucking imagine. Um, he then accidentally showed me a picture of him strangling his beef whistle. <laughs> uh, which he then panicked and said, oh shit, I'm sorry. Ryan, this is I disgusting. Report- <laughs> Bro, is your brother is your brother gotten a vasectomy? Like, why is the ear coming out of his yeah, dick right. Like, how do you get a whistle? How do you? How are you getting a... He's, he's literally shooting blanks. It's like, you know those shower flutes where you've got to blow across the top? What are you talking about? <laughs> a shower flute. A shower flute. Oh, I thought you said a shower flute. <laughs> it's a shower flute. <laughs> Just like because oh, the bathroom got good acoustics. <laughs> it's the best time to flute, man. <laughs> when you're in the rain, you know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he said, I replied, don't be sorry to me, mate. You're just gripping that thing way too tight. It looks like the tail of one of those poodle balloon animals. Oh. <laughs> he laughed awkwardly, and as soon as it went silent for half a second, he did a little drum tap on the chair, puffed out his cheeks, and got up and left without saying a thing. <laughs> and I never even saw the tattoo photos. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, this, uh, it made me think of... I know people that have worked at... My friend Tom worked at the... Well... That's fine. I'll, uh, I'll bleep it out. It's fine. The fruit-based tech yeah. one. Um, and I know you used to work there as well, Seb, but he said the amount of times where he had to put an extra level of like question into his standard like customer service thing. If someone would hand him a phone, he'd be like, right, I'm going to open the phone. Is there anything you don't want me to see? And then immediately just be like, no, 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 mate, of course, it's fine. And then he opens it up and it's just like fucking Bakaki videos over and over again. Um, and it's just like, people just don't understand that they're going to, you take your phone in, they're going to look at it. Swipe, get rid of the porn, my dude. This is, uh, this is genu- genuinely, when we had someone new start, we would say, right, you're going to see some things that you do not want to see. Um, and like, so, so David, for context, I worked at, you know, the genius bar at the back of an Apple store where, you know, people bring in their stuff, yeah. you try and fix it. And like, most of the time it's fine. Most of the time it's just like old women who don't know how to press the the wi-fi on button or whatever but then the rest of the time is like degenerates um like people who would come in with horrendous things on there was a guy i think i've told this story on the show but there was a guy who came in with just a butthole as his phone background not even the one after the lock screen but the lock screen 
That is such a risky game, yeah. man. He seemed proud of it. What? What's the only reason I think I'd do that is if I was like, I need an anti-theft. <laughs> I need an anti-theft situation. What picture will peep? What picture will the thief drop straight away <laughs> if they click the button butthole? <laughs> you see a butthole on a phone, you're going, nah, yeah. fuck that shit. I, this is gonna get worse if I get involved. <laughs> He should have changed it for the genius bar because you know he has the. Because oh, the thing is, if that's on the surface, if that's what they're happy to be facing the world, yeah, what's hidden? Then what then? the fuck's what's under that butthole? You know, like what... <laughs> that's not a phrase I like. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. So there was actually something that reminded me, Seb, of you. Oh no, the story that I submitted, which was the, it was actually similar to what you were saying, David, about having a not having to clean the shit off you and having that smell follow you throughout the day. Mm. And it was someone that uh, they were really ill at the time and had a terrible cold. So their like, nose was completely blocked up and they couldn't smell. And when they got to work, they were just walking by everyone. Everyone was giving them strange looks. Um, and so the only other guy in my office keeps giving me strange looks. I don't know what's up. I keep looking at my clothes to see if I have a weird stain. Make sure I've got nothing on my face, all this sort of stuff. Finally, around lunchtime, their nose started to clear up. And suddenly they got a massive whiff of cat piss. And it turns out that... Uh, the cat had peed on her bra and she didn't know and had worn it to work and was just like walking around with the smell of cat piss following her. Um, and no one ever said anything to her about it. And she was just like, it's just something she's terrified now, whether she actually smells or not. And it made me think of you, Seb, because of the amount of times that you said to me that you are concerned that you're maybe screaming all the time and no one's telling you yeah, that you are. That's a true fear of mine. Seb, as someone who lives out your fear <laughs> on a daily basis... You should be scared. <laughs> you should be scared. I, I, I have this vivid... The first time this, this fear ever came to me, I was on my way back on a bus from leaving a job that I hated. Uh, a terrible coffee mm. place, trying to be very... It was a CBD coffee place. It was trying to be very trendy, and it uh, sucked mm. really hard. Um, mm. I was on my way back, and I was exhausted. And I was just thinking, like, are people looking at me weird, and am I screaming without me realising it? <laughs> And are they such just an too insane to tell me? True, truly oh. a fear of mine. That's the thought of a broken brain, dude. I could have told you that, man. <laughs> <laughs> my, mine is um, I and like I feel like this kind of goes against my brand, but I hate. <laughs> I hate um, farting in public. Like, I, you know, dudes are normally like, yeah, farting's real funny. I'm always so terrified of farting in public. Really? Because when I was, when I was 16, I, I farted on a bus, right? And, I, and, I, and I'd, um, I was at the back of the bus, right? I was like two, I was two seats away from the proper back of the bus. Mm. And I was like, I need, to draw, I need to fart really badly. So I thought about, well, what's the process? How do I not get this to smell? So I was like, if I kiss my butthole really hard onto the seat, <laughs> it'll get absorbed. It'll get absorbed by the, the, the foam. Let right? one go into the so, sponge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, get into the sponge. It'll live in the sponge. If I, if I kind of like, if I kind of cup it in there, it'll stay in there and it won't, it won't smell until I stand up, right? So at mm. least I have control over the smell. That's what I thought, right? I didn't realize <laughs> that the foam was too thin and it kind of instead, it kind of just caught the direction of my ass crack and just went <laughs> right <on> my back. <laughs> and I felt it, right? Because I felt I felt it bounce off the middle and, go, and travel up the butt crack. And so, <laughs> so it went up behind me and I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, that happened. And it was silent. It was silent for like, 
like about 15 seconds and then all of a sudden the snort i just hear someone go oh my god what is that <laughs> smell <laughs> fucking hell there was, there, was, there were five there were five teenage girls from the sister school that i went to that were sitting at the back of the bus and they were like and then her other friend was like oh my god it's so bad <laughs> and then so i was like i gotta join in on this i gotta i gotta make it sure because you know i i gotta be like i'm not part of this i'm affected by this as well so i opened the window oh yeah to, to be to, to almost protest like yeah what a smell and then it all and then it got real quiet but i could hear their hands moving you know like you know like that and I could the hear shuffle. them. I could hear them pointing at me, be like, "Oh no!" And then they like all giggled, and then they all started singing, "Who let the fart out? Who?" <laughs> and I was just melting. Oh my god! Melting in my seat the whole time because that was the bus I had to catch to get home. So I had to stay. I could have. I couldn't have just left the bus. Oh man! But yeah, so I'm that's sorry. my fear is. I, I don't blame you. I think that's some like <laughs> anyone would get trauma from that. You, you know how like um, people often refer to the fact that we have like a deep lizard brain. Um, I think also we all have a like a teenage brain of that like thirteen to sixteen year old. The world <laughs> is bad because I'm awkward sort of vibe, and that has given me like a decade old anxiety. Like I remember being in basically the same kind of situation the same fear for like three years straight i remember having the first realization that if you uh try and let a sly fart go onto a plastic chair that amplifies it quite a lot <laughs> <laughs> you might as well be farting into a megaphone at that point right? that thing slaps onto that fucking door <laughs> just, just gave me an applause break oh no i just, just farted on a plastic chair <laughs> Teacher cracking jokes like, ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> Jesus, what's that smell though? <laughs> uh, but my issue at school was that I had a lot of nosebleeds, so teachers thought I was dying all the time. <laughs> I mean, Liam, you still have quite a lot of nosebleeds. Yeah, I got a weak nose, man. That's what it's about. What is it? What causes the nose? Is it because you got a like you got like a straight straight direct to the brain? I think I've got what like weak it? capillaries, and then because of that, when you get like really big temperature changes or like pressure changes, it just like fucks with my nose a bit. I don't really know. Maybe I am dying. Who knows? Well, slowly. Wow. <laughs> it's a weird thing. I got what, very used to them. It's it's a weird thing to get used to. I'll be honest. Can you do can you do a blood test? Can you do a blood test from a nosebleed? Is it the same? Oh, oh yeah, maybe. Bro, you should so. you should have a you should have a more unhealthy diet because I think di type two diabetes would real suit you. Like if you got a needle, <laughs> you got a needle fear. I don't think I just go into a hot room real quick, bro, and you can just, just fix a little tap on my nose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I hate the idea of putting like a, you know, oh god, why is my bro? You know the the feeders that you uh, have for like water for rats and gerbils and all those things. Yeah, yeah. I really want one of those next to my bed. I want a human sized like water dripper. So, you can, so you, bad. So you you have to punch the ball with your tongue, so that the droplets <laughs> come out. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's, that's what you want. It's fine. Yeah. I don't have a bedside <laughs> table. I can't put any water there. I just want to have a big bottle that I can sup on in the middle of the night. <laughs> Shape it like an areola, so it's like a proper nip, like like your mother's nip. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit eaterful, that. <laughs> See, what were you going to say? <laughs> oh, I was just picturing one of those little taps in Liam's nose for the nosebleed. <laughs> just watch. Right, do you ever see um, Preacher, that show? Great show. Uh, I, no, I, I know of it. My friend was a real big fan of it, but I never got into it. 
uh, one of the characters, like they, they just get progressively more and more fucked up as the series goes on. Um, mm. And one of the things is, I think his dick gets cut off, and these like back alley doctors put a tap in the place oh, of his Oh, I beard. do remember that. <laughs> just like a sink tap, so we can just turn it on. <laughs> That's terrible. It reminds me of. That reminds me of cricket from Always Sunny oh, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Which is just <laughs> progressively worse. <laughs> There's never Move been over a Walter decline. White. Yeah, that's the kind of character arc I want to see. <laughs> There's never been a larger decline in TV than that man, you know. <laughs> Maybe Ralph Harris. Well, that's true. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sam, have you got one for us? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I do have one. This is from. Uh... So we've had a a number of submissions from a previous listener called Kira. They're always great. Um, I think she has just consistently terrible jobs throughout her life which i uh, both respect and also pity her for um but thank you again for sending this one in um she says uh, i was recently working at a bar uh, a gentleman came in and the whole time tried to do three people walk into a bar style jokes oh. um waiting for me to laugh and offer him a free drink i found this out because at the end he said you didn't laugh i was hoping you'd offer me a free drink Oh my god. Um what should I have done with him? Sent him off. Kick him out. <laughs> Just kicked him out. Oh god. To try and get a free drink. A free drink. No. No. The only way I can and see the... that working is if it's like I will give you a free drink if you just stop talking to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is your free drink. Once you're done, you need to leave. Yeah, get out. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Never come back. The, the comedy club that I perform in in Auckland, they actually have a sign that says, if you tell us a joke, we will kick you out. <laughs> I really I really like that. Because <laughs> the, there's no point, like, dancing around it, right? Because yeah. it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a comedy club, so it's, you're constantly getting to, to it. And it's great. It's great seeing it in the wild happen. You know, you just hang out with your mates. And then you just see the bartender point at the sign. They don't even, they don't even. They're <laughs> just like, like Wayne's World. Yeah, 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 It's like stairway denied, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. My thing is like, because I get a lot of people always ask me, tell us a joke. Oh. And um, my, like, my style doesn't even lean into um, <laughs> telling joke jokes. Mm. So I really have nothing. And so instead what I do is I tell the worst jokes mm. that I know of, which I will tell you after we stop recording. <laughs> But every time I tell it to them, they always stop asking me. They always leave me alone. So yeah, it's a really good... <laughs> it's a good way of doing really it. I mean, you can always uh, do the end of your Edinburgh show and just put a bike pump up your ass. I'm sure they'd never ask me again either. <laughs> yeah, but then I've got to walk around with a shitty bike pump, you know? And then I'm, now I'm in that woman's situation. I don't want that, I don't want that trail following me. So I have, a, I have a very bad joke I can offer you if you ever need to use oh, one. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. A whale walks into a bar. The barman says, oh, what can I get you? The whale says, "Mm -hmm." Oh my God. (laughs) Couldn't keep that up as long as I wanted to. Got some goblins in my chest. Um, The barman, I'm not going to continue with that, but you can basically just, you keep a conversation going and every time that the whale says something, you just make a whale noise and you'd be amazed how quickly people want you to shut up. You didn't even get to the whale noise and I wanted you to shut up. I know, I know. You've heard it before. 
but it's truly the worst joke I've ever heard, and therefore it's also the funniest to me personally. <laughs> um, it's it's got like a it's got like a it's it's that's actually a joke I like. Oh. I love a shaggy dog story. Mm-hmm. I love mm. I love getting people involved for like minutes <laughs> and then just dropping them with the worst. One of my friends um, has a joke. It's um, I'll just I'll try to tell the really shortened version of it, but it's the ping pong ball story story. And he goes, mm. this boy every year for his birthday wants more ping pong balls, but he never gives his father an explanation. And the key to the joke is you go every single year and you just keep upping how many ping pong balls he got. First year, <laughs> one, six, a dozen, a crate full, a truck full. You just keep going until the final year the boy gets cancer and the father is at the boy's deathbed. And the boy's like, thank you, father. Thank you for being such a wonderful father. Every time I asked for ping pong balls, he always gave it to me. And I will never forget that. I love you. And the father goes, oh, thank you. I love you too, son. But I must ask, what were the ping pong balls for? And then the boy died. <laughs> That's good, man. <laughs> it's just the, the, the not getting nothing out of it. People get so yeah. One time I told it in the car while we were on a road trip. Oh. No one talked for like half an hour. <laughs> they were so pissed off at me. It's a powerful thing to have, man. Like to, to be able to just <laughs> shut a room up like that for a while, you know. <laughs> like yeah, I want some quiet for a bit. I need to relax. Let me tell the ping pong joke. Piss everyone off for a bit. Well, not, not to be not to be blue, but um, that's why a guy that we used to live with wanted to be able to projectile vomit on command. Um, Sorry, who, Nick, who's Nick, this? Nick, the drummer. So he wanted to project our vomit to keep people quiet. No, on command, on command, so that he could get out of any conversation he wanted to. Mm. Any any time he didn't like what was going on, he could just be like, Arr! and that's the noise. I, I, I imagine. I feel like there's there's ways you could do that without retching your insides out I mean, every time. <laughs> I agree, but this was his belief. Well, if you go on if you go on YouTube, there are water like water squirters. And they're like these these people that can drink like liters of water, and they, it's not vomiting, but they can just projectile squirt it back Whoa, into a cup. That's like from wild. a distance. Like it looks like they've got a hose inside. <laughs> but if you look it up, if you look it up, it's insane. And they're doing like all these juggling tricks and shit. <laughs> just like, wow. Oh, I wish I should have had better SEO on that because I'm getting articles about female ejaculation. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, man, don't just search water squirter. That's not... It's, it's exactly what I did. I mean, I got halfway through it before I realised I should stop doing that, so... Apparently it's got a name. It's called Gleeking. Oh, I've heard about this. Oh, no. Yeah, no, Gleeking's different. Gleeking's when it's underneath your tongue That's right. and the pressure needs to I go see. forward. This right. one's, like, connected to the diaphragm, like, coming straight from the stomach and just project... Oh, I'm, you know what? For the sake of the podcast... <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up as well. <laughs> <laughs> I found a Huffington Post article says human fountain can spit water for nearly a minute. Yes, here we go. I found one. I found it. <laughs> That's a lot of water. It's a already. lot of water. It's dude. <laughs> Shit's wild. <laughs> Surely there's some real world use for this as well, you know? Yeah, firefighters. Yeah, making a fuck ton of money on the busking circuit. <laughs> this is an Edinburgh show, guys. Yeah, if you could somehow do it into each other, you know, if you had a pair of Jesus. you to do it. Um, okay, here we go. I think it's from here. From here. Look, so he's drinking it. Oh, yeah? And he really is drinking it. So did you do the whole, like, two litres? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Fuck. There's not even two litres inside could... my body, I don't think. Like, in total. <laughs> I don't have space for this. 
This is so tense. I know, I'm kind of worried. He's talking. He's talking. He's talking. So it's not just not sitting his... there. Oh my god. You gotta have an empty stomach, right? Or you're gonna have chunks come up with it. He's oh my god. Do- he's another <laughs> Another bottle. Is that four liters you can, he's gonna put You can in? die by drinking too much water. There is an audience <laughs> around this man. If I saw this on the street, I'd be there. I've been to I've been to gigs with smaller audiences than the number of people surrounded <laughs> by this man right now. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I'd watch this. Do you see that? Jesus Christ! Oh my That's god! That's good aim as well. <laughs> the pressure on it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, my tap at home is weaker than that. <laughs> yeah, man, your your tap is the worst I've ever experienced. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> That's insane. Wow, that you to do that. But yeah, that's it. That's fucking wild. Thank you for introducing people, me to a whole new world. When people ask me, hey, David, what comedians do you look up to? I send them this video. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the uh, the pump was for? Were you trying to squirt water up? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there must be a trick to this. There must be a trick to this. But when searching, I found something new. Yeah, look. <laughs> That's that's what it's about. It's about per- personal development through uh, discovering things that you never thought were possible. I want to give you a bit. Of, I want to give you a bit of like context for the bit. Oh yeah, because thank you. I feel like a lot of people that because the show is infamous. Like people know about the show as the Black Pump Show, but it's actually a well-crafted callback to the start of the show. Right. My first story talks about the first time that I realized. Sometimes people don't want to know how you, how how the chicken nuggets, mate. That's what I say, right? Because <laughs> my cousin came over to the house. I was like 11 years old. I just learned this new trick where I could fart on cue. That's and a I good was trick. Like, hey, you need to check this out, bro. <laughs> I look at this. I can fart whenever I want. He's like, really? He's like, yeah. Let me just run to my room. So I ran to my room, did the bike pump thing, came back out, farted in front of him, killed. Like it crushed. <laughs> Like one person audience, it was cr- it crushed him, you know, because we were like 11. So it was like, I knew my demographic. And then I got cocky, like, like it was like Icarus. I flew <laughs> too close to the sun. And I was like, do you want to see how it's done? And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I took him to my room. I showed him the whole bit. <laughs> and then this time he didn't laugh. And I was oh, like, why do you laugh? And he was like, oh, it's not as funny when I know how you do it. <laughs> And that's what I learned that, you know, you sometimes you don't need to know how shit's done. But then at the very end, I do the callback to the very end and you see how it's done. I like that. Yeah. I like that you committed to the bit from 11 as well. Like, you knew you found you struck gold and you stuck with it. <laughs> well, the thing was, I found I, I just won like this. Like, it's like this. Um, it's called the Billy T. It's like a up and comers award. Mm. It's like the award in New Zealand. And I was like, I don't know how to follow this up. And I think just out of fear of bombing the next year, that's how I came up with the bit. So right. I was like, that bit was out of desperation. Like, <laughs> I remember the moment going, I found it. <laughs> this I'm going to bomb this year. I'm going I'm to do it. And then it just like, and I think it was just like a, it was just like a constant, everyone, like when you're surrounded by people and no one else is doing this. So other comics, it's a real, like, it's a real comedian's comedian bit. Yeah. You know, like, normies normies don't want to see that shit (laughs) but comedians have heard about everything talked about they've seen Mm. everything on stage and so for them it's like that sick thing of like this guy's just blowing out like literally do whatever the fuck you want do whatever the fuck i want so like it's yeah it's really weird it's (laughs) 
David, I don't want to. I don't want to come at you about anything. But earlier on, you did. You did bring up a story about farting on a school bus, and said that it was mm. off-brand for you. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Because because when you fart, when you fart on a bus, no one's paid the ticket for the show. You know, no one's paid a ticket to get home. Not You're forcing work. a bit onto him there, aren't you? Yeah, and also there's no. There's no methane in the pump, right? Like this air, when I'm farting mm. for real, it's been cooking and I don't know what I've been eating. <laughs> it's not clean it's air. A, yeah, it's a strong stock, you know, mm. if it's a that, pump, it's just the air. That begs the question whether you could uh, you could scent the air that you put in. Oh, blossom like perfume. A bit, of, <laughs> a bit of lemongrass or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Liam, we might have stumbled across a million dollar idea right now. <laughs> Someone call up America's Got Talent because <laughs> I think we have a winning show. <laughs> Weirdly enough, there was a guy on Britain's Got Talent oh, called Mr. Methane. God, yeah. uh, he did that exact thing. He came on in like a superhero outfit, put his legs above his head, and then would fart in time to like Ave Maria or some shit. <laughs> you know, it was fucking awful. We really respect arts and culture over in this country. <laughs> We like to celebrate those things. Oh, I the the weird thing is, I also it's I feel like it's disrespectful for me to to like to like look down at that. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm the same is, level. Yours is yeah, highbrow. I'm just, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you took it to Edinburgh. Yeah, there's a difference. <laughs> Zoe Lyons came to my show and she enjoyed it. That's all I'm saying. What more can you ask? That's for, all I'm saying. Know? That's all I'm saying, you know? But um, <laughs> but uh, we should start wrapping up probably. But David, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. do you have any other last little treats from your past you want to you wanna share? Any uh, cool customers you've had before you uh, ascended from working in that world? Okay, let's, let's do it. So I used to work um, as a vocational support worker. Mm. And um, that's uh, looking after people. It was kind of like a nine to three job, like a center for the for people to go to with um, sure, yeah. disabilities, like to get them into the like the workforce. So a lot of it was like um, setting up their days so they had activities to do. So like sometimes I'd be like swimming. Other days it would be like going to the museum. Other days mm. some people would get jobs, and you would like help pack through. It's just it was just about integrating sure. uh, people into society. So it was a great great job mm. um and one of the things that you have to do for this job is obviously like um some of these people um have incontinence issues you have to change their uh i forgot what the what the um the pc term is but it was pretty much a, a diaper mm. so you had to like change you had to change them and sometimes uh some of my clients i don't know how but they would just get full-blown erections on me wow and that's a compliment and the, yeah uh, yeah but also not <laughs> <laughs> i i just want to preface it right now because the situation is so cooked that i cannot even <laughs> joke about it i want to say right now that i was very uncomfortable with the situation sure. i did not know what to do i was not trained in this um field because it, i was just a 19 year old who just got into his certificate in stage acting and this is the only job that he could get to you know make some money i feel like that's and a so, warning they should have though they should preface that with the job like you may come into a couple of boners every now and then 
oh, it's, they really chucked me into the deep end on this. And it was like, this, <laughs> I think it was, again, it was like the first week, I don't know, like part New Zealand, but the hazing situation is totally there. <laughs> so it happens, right? Uh, I'm face in front of me. I see this erection. I freak out. I don't know what to do. I go up to my manager and I go, um, one, of, one of my clients has got an erection. How do, I, how do I deal with this? Do I just wait for it to go down and then um, keep changing? Or do I just keep changing? And they were like, no, just put a wet cloth on top of it and it should go down. Oh my God. So <laughs> I'm now, right? I, it did, but I was not, I was like, this isn't good. I felt bad because I had to put it, I put it on top and I was like, and I just kept apologizing. I was just like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, bro. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to do this, but I got told that we had to do this. Just explaining myself to him. Oh, man. And at this point, it's like, he, it's at the point where like communications out, out the door, but it was like, it was more just like, I just felt very sorry. Mm, yeah. And I was, and I was like, I just needed forgiveness <laughs> at that time. <laughs> and yeah. So that moment has really just, um, stuck with me. Yeah. I could imagine, mate. I didn't. I didn't think that, like you know, breath control and learning a monologue would bring me into a situation where I had to do that. But you know, theatre degrees. You know, they take. It wasn't even a degree. It wasn't even a degree. It was a certificate. It was a free test. It was the. It was the course to get into the theatre school. I couldn't even get into the theatre school. But it taught you to yes and, mate. You saw. You saw a gig and you. Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It's okay. You can relax. Because <laughs> the bad guy in the situation was your manager, technically, for telling you to do this. Yes. Yes. So it doesn't, it yeah. doesn't reflect badly on you. If anything, you, I, you provided a service. The thing, that I, <laughs> the thing that I was worried about was, like, should I have said no? Should I have called it out and be like, no, that's really fucked up. It's like, as a man, you should be able to... Yeah, you're, you're I, I a 19-year-old boy, man. Like, I, at that point, I would have never... I would have just gone along with that shit. I mean, I've spoke twice on this podcast about having to break apart the largest shit I've ever seen with a stick to get it to flush down a toilet. I could have said no to that. But that's it's not what you do. When you're in the moment, you act, you know? I can't believe we've become <sighs> oh, a poop God. show. I know. I'm really sorry about this. It, I feel like it's mostly my There fault. are nearly tears in my eyes. <laughs> This is just next episode. I'm putting a full poop ban on that. This is just uh, <laughs> just where I am. Thanks everyone for listening, but thanks especially for to David for joining us on the show this week. Um, yeah, I don't know why I'm know. speaking like I'm on like a news reader thing, but that's where I, that's what it feels like to me inside right now. So I'm just going to stick with it. <laughs> um, Your cadence was tight, bro. Thank you. Maybe I should get into <laughs> doing cadence. the weather report. Yeah. I was gonna try and improvise one, but I actually have never I've not watched one since I was a child, so I don't know what they sound like, I'm afraid. Yeah, but so you know what the weather is. Yeah, yeah, but I don't are they like we have a, a heavy cloud coming over Newcastle. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> it's not far off. Okay, well that's fine, I guess. But um but David, where can people find you on the internet if you wish to be found? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter and Twitch and YouTube under David Post Office. Nice. Um, so if yeah, nice and easy. Post Office is um, Correos in Spanish. Correos in Spanish is oh, Post really? Office. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a lot easier to remember. 
It's a lot easier to remember post office. So, yeah, if find me on if anyone that's listening hasn't, go watch the New Zealand second season New Zealand Taskmaster because this guy kills it. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> look, it's great. Look, we're, we're, big, we're big Taskmaster people over here. Um, Liam oh. even owns the Taskmaster board game. I do. Um, I'm a big fan. Oh, <laughs> you you guys could probably get a directing job on Taskmaster because our director <laughs> on Taskmaster also had the board oh, game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, the guy who directed it. He um he also had a Taskmaster themed birthday. That's Jesus. as well. That's that's a lot. That's pretty intense. I like it. Mm, I think that's why I think that's why it went over well because I think everyone that went that made the show in New Zealand genuinely loves Taskmaster. Mm. Mm. As always. People can find everything we do at toyourmanager.com. Um, you can find links to send your stories to us and or not. That's fine too. Um, <laughs> but Liam, do you have something to take us home? I do. It's a short one. Cool. Um, Same. And it probably shouldn't have made me laugh as much as it did. But it, um, it was a Reddit post, someone talking about like work fuck ups. And it was a simple uh, six word Nope, seven word one, which just says, I dropped a beer on a baby. <laughs> Arguably, is, is if it gets in the baby's mouth, is that a crime? <laughs> That's what I need to know. I, I if, the think... if, if the parents are around and they go, it's fine, mate, not a crime. Yeah. But if you're looking after the baby and you're the guardian... Mm. I think also it depends if you just drop the liquid or the cup. <laughs> yeah, just just dropping like a like a pint glass on a baby is gonna hurt probably. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of soft spots, man. Yeah, I mean, mate, don't we all? <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you make a baby look like Hey Arnold. Just drop a pint glass. <laughs> Amazing. Well, on that note, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. From me, the real Ewan McGregor. The Fivity. The Fivity. The Fivity.